I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Guy Tips podcast. I'm your host, Rod. Joined as always by my co-host. Karen. And we are live on a Saturday, ready to do some podcasting. Uh, it's a feedback show, y'all. Okay. Yes, it is. Feedback show is when we talk about the things that you had to say about the things that we said throughout the week. And of course, uh, we try to, you know, let y'all be heard. You know, we appreciate y'all because we couldn't do this show without y'all because it would just be us talking to ourselves and nobody would be listening. <laughs> we would do that anyway. <laughs> uh, the official weapon of the show is? The Taser. An unofficial sport. Bullet ball. And bullet ball extreme, extreme, extreme. Um, and of course, we gotta talk about the people to start off with that we always talk about, and that is the people that took the time out to give us some motherfucking bread, okay? Cause we are in it for the dinero, everybody, okay? Surprise. <laughs> May I have your attention? You are now listening to Charlotte's own Rod and Karen. Welcome the good folks who tie to the Black Guy Who Tips. That's right. Today is a new day. And we talking about these ends from our friends. Tanisha G, brand new recurring donator. Thank you, Tanisha. Okay. Go to the new members class. We appreciate you. Uh, we, you know, we definitely need the influx of the new membership money. So just go on straight to the, uh, to the back. We got a one-time donation with a message, and this is from Tanisha G as well. And she says, hey, y'all, fan for five years here. I've been paying HBO, Netflix, and Hulu, so why not y'all? Y'all's content is always thoughtful, informative, and hilarious. In the blackest month of the year, I'm supporting y'all black business with cash, back pay, and tip. Enjoy. And uh, listen, we normally try not to talk about how much people donate, okay? We want everybody to feel the same amount of special. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you this. It, it was a lot. Thank you. <laughs> it was, she she, uh, she blessed us, okay? I'm just saying. I'm not going to say how much. Karen, I'll text you after the show, but it was a lot. Um, thank you, baby. Thank, thank you very much. Yeah, a, a dollar spin in a black... Black history. Black history. She she was not playing when she said back pay and tip. So she was it was no joke. Uh Tracy J, thank you very much for a current donation. Dot Straight J, no relation. Uh Preston, Team uh Dro, aka uh Slang of Ages Podcast. We was on there before. Celeste Von B, Mariano, Monica T, Adam S, Tyrone M, Dorothy. Dorothea S. Thank you, Dorothea. Come uh, on, sound like somebody great grandma name. Jason F. Michael yeah, I. I Michael Irvin, the playmaker. Waste B. Spasura. Jasmine A. Michael F. Deborah O. Stefan H. Jonathan W. Mary H. And lastly, Allison H. Representing. Thank you, everybody, who took the Thank time you. out to put a little change in our pocket. Okay, so we walk with our heads yes, up. Yes, we like them. Oh, we like it jingle and we like it electronic. Yeah. No shame in our game. All right. Those are the people that gave us money. Thank you, everybody. Mm-hmm. Let's get to our other favorite segment, reviews. Okay. Some of y'all left us some five-star reviews. We got a couple new ones. I would give 10 stars if I could. This is from Easy E from the United States. I love, love, love this podcast and regularly recommend it to my friends and family. Why, you ask? Rod and Karen are thoughtful, well-informed, and hilarious. What makes this podcast truly special is how much Rod and Karen care about their listeners. When I listen to this podcast, I feel like I'm hanging out with old friends. I always learn something, laugh out loud, and truly enjoy myself. I've been listening for years and decided to finally hop on here and write a review. Thank you both for always being such a bright spot in my week. Yay! Thank you for writing a review. And I tell everybody, when you write a review, it is on time. And then you know what you can do? Turn around and judge the people like you have left the review three years ago, ten years ago. It don't even matter. 
when you left the review, you are part of the club and you can judge your family and friends. Also, like, I just like to remind people, it costs you some time, but leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts is free. And it's just yes. a way to help our show out that just, you know, if you just had the time and commitment, uh, we love to see it. We appreciate the effort. Yeah, we thank you. And we know everybody can't put five on it, but you know what you can do? You can put five stars on it. Uh, added to the rotation, I've been aware. This is from uh, Killer Chill, who says, I've been aware of this podcast for years, but never felt like I had the time to listen to it because I listen mostly to sports and hip hop podcasts. Finally added it to my library, and now it's in the rotation. I could listen to Ryan and Karen talk about anything. Thank you, Killer Chill. And uh, maybe, you. you know, maybe that's our fault. Maybe we should be doing more sports and hip hop on the main show, but we do have a sports podcast. Called Balls Deep Sports, which is behind our paywall. But if you become a uh, just a tip premium listener on Spotify, which is five dollars a month, uh, we put a couple episodes of Balls Deep Sports and only behind the paywall every month. So if you want to hear us talk sports, we do. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really normally talk hip hop and stuff, uh, just because in general I don't like discussing my music opinions with people because you know how people it is. People getting their feelings and ooh. It, 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 it. It get nasty. I've seen people uh, uh, get really nasty about hip hop opinions. Yeah, that's not the part that bothers me because you know their opinions not they don't matter to me that much. Like, and I don't mean that in a mean way, but just how how you gonna let somebody opinion change if you like an album or not? You know, so that's not the problem. The problem is for the most part, people my age just listen to old shit, so it's just boring. Yeah, yeah, and and a lot of them are like. If if it wasn't when I was a, a a teenager and had nothing else to do but listen to music, fuck it. And you're like, okay, I can't talk to you because you actually your your music catalog hasn't grown past that phase, and they just claim everything around everything else is just whack. And uh, there is whack shit, but guess what? They were whack shit back in our day too. And a lot of times people like that nostalgia, and they just don't want to live outside of that. That's what it all boils down to. And a lot of people are not willing to admit that, and they just call shit whack. Because they are not willing to listen to anything else outside of what they're familiar with. Yeah. So I just mostly uh, uh, just, you know, find myself on an island of one, listening to what I like. And, you know, I'll, sometimes if people show up to the live chat, I'll play some music that I'm listening to before the show or something. But anyway, um, but I appreciate you. And I'm glad that you found time for us because I know we are we do a show a lot. So yeah, <laughs> we represent a lot of time and I get it. So thank you. Um, thank you. Let's get to uh, the comments on the actual like shows throughout the week. But first, to play some music so I know where to put the ads later on, okay? I'm sorry, guys. We got to make this money. Let's talk about these comments on our website Yay. on this very sunny six degree day. You love to see it. All right. Ooh, the whole six. I think it's a whole. Is it? Is that 11? That says 11 here. Oh, we- <laughs> well, it's 12 degrees. It's 12 degrees right now. Six degrees when I woke up and sunny, but it should get up to 21 today. So, you know, if oh, this, this is that, yeah. this is that weather where Ted Cruz goes ahead and logs in the trip finder and just. I'm, I'm sorry. It's actually 35. I guess it gave me the temperature where you at. It's 35. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, that sounds more reasonable. Yeah. The first uh, episode of the week is 2665, 2665. Sister Ass 2. It was a feedback show. <laughs> uh, we got some comments. Uh, Apia says, I enjoy some museums a lot and most of them not. Modern art is something I really like, and that's for and that's for that reason. It has the capability to surprise me. There's no way to predict what I will see in a new modern art museum. Some stuff is interesting, some I don't understand, some is beautiful, other stuff ugly and annoying. I go for my own reaction and thoughts, and it will bring up. I wonder about the artists, about why the museum brought this one. The message and so on, and why it take, makes me feel a certain way. When I go there with an open mind, my uh, open mind, uh, I guess uh, it gets an interesting stimulation. Uh, st- classic art is mostly boring, I find. So, same with history. I get it in like 10 minutes, okay? Old portraits are sometimes fun to see how people want it to be pictured. 
She also says, Adolf versus Kevin. I never met a, a live Adolf. The name is luckily not given to nearly it, nearly it, I guess, at all to kids because of the stigma. I read 15 times last year. Uh, if I ever met one, I would feel sorry for him for having his name, this name, a same person would change it as soon as possible. Kevin is full of stigma here. I might have been, it might have been worse in the past. I uh, hear less about it than five years ago. Kevin in Germany has these basic things attached to it. Parents giving it are seen as having low education, not being cultured in the right way, reading no books, smoking in front of their child, letting it watch TV all day, and feed it chips as food, full meal, and so on. It's what in the U.S. you would call white trash minus the opioid addiction. I heard that using the expression white trash is supposed to be racist ever if I don't remember why, but it was somehow bad, I think, but I don't know how else to describe it. If I called them just trash would you understand please tell um, <laughs> well all that attached with the name of kevin and and uh, i remember I, I think i seen a video or something about and they were saying a lot of it uh some of the stigma there uh think they don't know but they think it came from like home alone with like kevin from home alone just you know being in the house eating chips and things like that but that's that's a lot to put on a name Ooh. and White trash, we would have understood even if you just said trash because everybody Correct. in Germany is white for the most part. So if you would have just said trash, I would have just assumed, you know, trashy people <laughs> yes. that happen to be white. But uh, white trash is not necessarily racist. And uh, <laughs> white trash is not really a racist term. And it's just because of the power structure of America. It's... Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 it's it's a it's it's like a prejudice bigoted quote unquote term maybe like you could throw in some stuff like that but uh just because of the power dynamics of america white trash isn't really a, a thing of uh you know we're we're not we could look at your resume and see you a white trash or the police gonna kill you because you're white trash like it, it's really just um a reaction to racism from white people that that people have thrown white trash in front of shit um but it's but it's a trailer park trash and a lot of it is that made up reverse racism bullshit that they like to pull just so you know yeah people being people being offended by this uh like a black people are always offended by the n-word and stuff like that so we need to Mm -hmm. find we need to find our thing to be offended by and i i don't think there's truly um white people that are like being discriminated against for the on the basis of their right. hold on please on the basis of their skin color and class i think what they're saying right. is the things that are attached to being lower class are fucking up my life but it's not the whiteness that's fucking up their life okay i can see yeah right, right. And, and 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 that's what i mean when i was when i was agreeing with the uh uh aren't being discriminated against is is the fact that yeah these two things actually do matter and it's one of those things where um in america the way our structure is you're still white so it doesn't mean you haven't been through anything it doesn't mean you haven't had any hardships it doesn't mean you haven't gone you know experienced terrible shit it's not that it's just it's a system around these other things that uh impact you differently if anything, it is doubling down on the fact that people who aren't white are the trash. The fact that you need a qualifier before trash implies that you wouldn't need it otherwise. So what we're saying is white people are not supposed to be trash. So when we call somebody, when we say white trash, we're saying a specific type of like, even though they're white, they are trash. You see what I'm saying? So like, it, it's, it's like almost the opposite of reverse racism or whatever like it's really it's not even really racist against white people it's really racist against the rest of us but all right that was a little that was probably a little too deep for the uh a little too deep uh <laughs> sean says <laughs> sean says uh first if jl goes postal they'll have hundreds of hours of righteous prick podcast to go through for evidence that being said ron reagan jr would have to narrate the documentary 
<laughs> not afraid of yeah uh second karen talking about the youtube uh you hit home I'm the official tech stuff guy in my house and have done tech support for international conferences in Japan and Korea. Being a tech stuff guy has three steps. CTP, check the plug. 90% of the problems are solved this way. Fix it based on experience. 9% of the problems are solved this way. And check the net for anything you haven't solved yet. If you are on the phone with tech support and they say that's interesting, can you check seem seemingly unrelated thing it is because they are probably on google or youtube trying to kill time while they figure out the solution um the there were no comments on the youtube episode of uh sister ass too so uh we'll have to do those (laughs) it just makes me laugh the poll is have you ever rented porn from a video store yes or no I think we have, haven't we? We have. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we have. Yeah. Uh, 37% yes, 63% no. Yes, uh, cause we, we, we've lived long enough for them to be in existence. Most of them have clothes. It's yeah. rare that you even see one nowadays. But also, even back in the day, I, I, I would say a lot of people didn't do it because of all that stuff we talked about, like the... Yes. The the social pressure, the fear, the stigma. yeah, the stigma. I, I was I would imagine like there are a lot of people. I think people were more likely to possibly even buy porn than to rent it. You yeah, because like rent rent it is just like I'm already in here getting, uh, you know, home alone too. Let me go ahead and see if I can get something else. Uh, whereas you know, if you were to go buy it from like uh adam and eve store or some lingerie outlet or something i mean it's almost less of a stigma because the whole store is about sex and you're buying a product that is nobody's gonna judge you you just you know throw it up underneath them handcuffs and keep it pushing and everybody be all right right uh and meanwhile the poll on uh spotify 18 percent yes 82 percent no so even less where the money reside no no less people bought it oh oh Oh, so they don't want to terminate their fifty their fifty dollars? Oh yeah, maybe they they weren't going to the local uh, rental. They they was buying all they shit at Best Buy. I don't know. They was um, like, I don't do that. I pay whole cost price. I right. have it sent directly to the house. Nobody will see this this face that's worth something out in public buying that dirty porn. <laughs> I have it sent to me. You never know. Yeah, they just don't even. They probably don't even rent the regular movies they like Mm-mm. i was like no i'm buying they, robocop <laughs> right that was like blockbuster who the fuck uses blockbuster bitch let me buy the whole thing in full uh the spotify comment was all the podcasts your man won't do miss mary smile says <laughs> iconic slow cap slow clap Raphael says, long before Netflix, I could afford cable. I probably rented a and bought porn from the video store. The best part was getting my aunt and uncles to pay by hustling them. They enjoyed family movies I bought. The family movies I bought. Oh, so you, so you, he would go to the store probably without them. They'd be paying for it and they wouldn't know they bought, you know, Booty Talk 57 mm-hmm. along he with. Made him get, made him give him cash too. So you can't then crumble up the receipt. Yeah. So he was getting way next. He was getting waiting exhale and waiting to suck on the same day, and nobody would know. Uh, Roger says, "Let's make a podcast, Steamy and Blue. <laughs> uh, let's make a love podcast, Steamy and Blue." Uh, all right, let's get to the next uh, one. Twenty six six six, the two thousand plus the market of beast. Uh, we got uh, eight comments. Oh my. What were we talking about? Y'all had a lot to say. Apia says, I don't have imposter syndrome anymore, question mark. And I'm an other here in Germany with no family connections or family wealth. And being from Poland, we've seen was seen as inferior for sure. And I felt it in the past. Now, no one says anything negative about it. But when I was younger and knew it speaking German was, for example, uh, told 
for a summer job i can't hire you you sound like uh from you're from a refugee camp and that's bad for business i know many white women who have imposter syndrome at this point i think life is random you can um i guess you might as well try if you don't get it you will survive but of course i don't live in the u.s as a black person so these are only my experiences here yeah well i think imposter syndrome is definitely not germane just to blackness uh as you said many white women have it too you know uh getting paid less than men many much less representation in uh certain fields and then you get to these these meetings you get to these positions and you're the only one in the room um yeah sometimes you feel like you don't belong even if you more than earned your place uh she also said i think britney spears isn't well and never was maybe her father wasn't nice but she needs some kind of help to live i'm a stand for no one i like some people but i'm realistic they're just human ryan and karen are the closest that i had really that i'm ready to stand because i think they're generally good people with good hearts but you see how i'm still arguing yeah every week on my ass um but (laughs) but um i mean one i think i would not want i think the stand thing as a black like fun jokey phrase which is how it kind of started right i think that's like kind of that can be fun and cool in a joke way as long as everyone's in on the joke and that it's not real nobody's taking it seriously right yeah but i think the irony is that stan comes from the eminem song stan which is about a psychotic fan who like stalks eminem and kills his own family and all this shit and it's about being a crazy super fan and yet it's kind of become what some folks imitate they really want to be the crazy super fan the person that harasses a woman online because she reached over beyonce to ask jay-z a question and beyonce's people have to come out and say don't do that you know what i'm saying like that's that's something different and i would never that's not even attractive to me i wouldn't want i wouldn't want our fans to be that i think we had the nicest dopest fans in the game part part uh, in part because we don't want that and and we don't ask that and and we not and we don't reward that type of shit you know if we ever if you ever see uh some shit going down with us you know we're never calling on people to harass folks we're never uh telling people to hop into our fights or something and or go do this to this person let's dox this person it's just not my way and i and i wouldn't want to court a group of people to act that way or be that way so uh unfortunately the stand culture thing becomes about the person and getting attention that's what the whole song with eminem was about and that's what it's come to with this Britney Spears shit. Because when you're calling in welfare checks and having the police show up to her house, that's not about her anymore. That's about you. Correct. And also for me, it's a lot of negativity around that. And and to me, and not trying funny, it's a very dark place for somebody to be, to be that obsessed, you know, to the point where, you know, a lot of stands wouldn't call it stalking. Mm-hmm. But it is. You're literally stalking. You're stalking them online. You're stalking their Instagram, their TikTok, their Twitter. In some instances, you're stalking them in fucking real life, you know. And so it becomes to a place where it could become dark and very, very dangerous. And the thing is, you have no relationship with this person. You really do not know them in any form of intimacy. Mm -hmm. And that's the scary part. The illusion is that you think you do, but the reality is that you don't. Yeah. So I, I think I was never comfortable with even the free Britney shit. I just felt like a lot of people were ignoring we they were ignoring a lot of stuff in order to just turn it into like a movement and when things start getting uh inconvenient for a large group of people, um, that's when shit can get real wrong. And I think um the way that they felt like they needed to defend every single thing that happened with her for the last like year or so is to me, that was, that was not good where it was like, uh, you know, her own children were saying they have issues with her and they were like shitting on her kids. Like they just trying to stop Brittany or, you know, her uh, ex or something would come out and be like, yeah, some issues with her parenting. Now they trying to stop Brittany. Uh, she had a person that was like a, a maid or, or a housekeeper or something that claimed that she like uh, assaulted her or threatened her. Once again, some, something about how she just trying to stop Britney. Like, you know, she posts 
you know, a hundred videos, you know, naked, spinning the same way, dancing and shit. And with that, like, look in her eyes and stuff and, um, and the way, you know, and, 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 and responding to, to people's comments and stuff on, on her own page, like stuff that just made you be like, yo, something else could be going on here, you know, uh, blame and like come coming for her other family members and shit, like it very publicly, um, but I think people egg that behavior on because they wanted to see the mess and the drama. And that was part of that documentary was like, you know, uh, painting everyone in such a bad light that it's like even her sister must must secretly hate her or something. And now when she's doing stuff that, you know, marrying this dude on, on a kind of a fly and now people are concerned that he going to get her money and shit or whatever. Like now that you're seeing like a, a little bit of things that people will admit is concerning now they they want to call the police and and shit which is could put her in some serious fucking danger police showing up to your house because fans online determined she wasn't posting enough that's right so that's it's just very it's just a very volatile situation that i would never feel comfortable feeling like i had a whole handle on and but i do feel comfortable enough to know that these niggas don't got a whole handle on it and they just gonna keep doing this shit uh brooklyn shoe babe says rod you was in your motherfucking bag with that jason whitlock segment the amount of times you fit coon into another word with chef's kiss i was laughing so hard my stomach hurt oh thank you well follow me on tiktok i started uh i gotta do my video for the day but i did start using my tiktok um because i hadn't really had inspiration to start my tiktok like i don't want to just have sorry trying to pull it up for y'all but i don't i didn't want to just have a tiktok you know right. I, I know i mean like have it but i didn't want to just like post videos a lot of people are just like post videos just but because you know you're posting videos god damn it they yeah. gave me another community uh they gave me another community guidelines violation anyway um <laughs> they don't like you What's they are determined somebody? they are determined to make this a problem but um yeah, so they um they they basically um I started posting videos about, you know, honoring Black History Month with the like, you know, the coons, the people that have really made this month uh they never get their shine, you know, and you hate to see that they're not getting their props. And so I made videos to celebrate them and now um Apparently, some of the coons took offense because uh, yeah, my Jason Whitlock one is done. Them and them and the white people that are offended on their behalf is reporting you. That's why you're getting them flags. I guess so. My Jason mm-hmm, Whitlock other one. Other than that, I don't see why. Yeah, my Jason Whitlock one got taken down. Um, that's how I started the month. I'm assuming I'm just going to lose my account by the end of the month. But fuck it. I couldn't come up with any better ideas. And this was the one that everyone liked. Uh, but... Yeah, I was getting like thousands of views and hundreds of comments and all this uh-huh. stuff. And it and, and it raised up in their profile and people seen it and got fake offended or, or yeah. real offended and started reporting you to tickety talk and they was like, Take it down. But yet if right. you've been some white man out here spewing some nonsense about how you, you know, hate everybody without quote unquote calling them slurs, you you'd been able to flourish. Yeah, it's weird because yeah, that's the thing I keep thinking about is like um so the coon can go on TikTok and not communicate. It's not a violation of his community guidelines to sh- call us mm-hmm. black slaves on a democratic plantation and to right. say George Floyd murdered was a, was a drug addict that just coincidentally died of overdose or something like that shit not against community guidelines, but me being like, hey, this person as a cone is. Anyway, I'll be adjusting my shit going forward. Uh, I guess we'll 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 figure it out, guys. I'm gonna crack this algorithm and I'm reposting that Jason Whitlock shit. I don't give a fuck what they say. All right, um, I'll play it for y'all. Or just go to my TikTok, Rod T V G W T, um, and check it out. All right, let's get to these other comments. Um Gina Gates says, Y'all's commentary on Jason Whitlock. I couldn't wait to tell my husband that when Coonery was chef's kiss uh oh jason whitelick oh yeah <laughs> i was rolling at the coon puns and the stats discussion brilliant 
Um, this is from Bamil73, who says, The situation with that actress bumping Viola Davis and Danielle De- Deadweller from Best Actress Race illustrates why I don't follow Oscars anymore. I used to believe the Oscars were picking the best for the most part. Yeah, they had racial blind spots, but they were picking the best performances, directing, yada, yada, yada. Then over the years, I learned that people actually campaigned for votes. At first, I thought that meant they campaigned to get their movies in front of voters so they could have a chance. Yeah, that's completely logical. You could uh, have the most well-made movie in the world but if none of the voters see it it means nothing then i got got to understand that it wasn't just about the movies getting in front of voters but it was actually about campaigning for votes smooth smoozing and flattery etc etc uh, uh, the actual movie is just the first part. The campaign is the second more important part. And after I learned that, it just made the whole spectacle seem pointless as a celebration to reward artistic achievement. With that in mind, I have started to wonder why artistic integrity only applies to niggas. The most egregious example of this was Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. We are expected chad with the win because not only had he just passed away tragically but he gave a powerful tour de force performance in that movie yet they gave it to anthony hopkins because of artistic integrity that documentary was our black was that black enough for you only underscores my point of view yeah i love that documentary emil p.s the fact that the academy didn't give endgame the best picture oscar win underscores the point even more how is stringing together uh, 300 different movies and storylines into one coherent and riveting conclusion not the biggest achievement in movies for that year nigga yeah you know what's funny is like your more traditionalist anti-marvel people and stuff will be like you know they of course they hate marvel now and it's all terrible and they never blah 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 but even those motherfuckers will be the way that they shit on marvel now is by being like Okay, well, listen, Endgame and Infinity War were amazing. They were great. That's like the greatest achievement in movie history. So after that, it's all downhill. And I'm like, okay, but if you admit that, then you should admit that it should have been some recognition for the fact that that was the peak. At the time. Like the idea that the whole Marvel Universe is going to come and go without really any true recognition at the Academy Awards is fucking stupid. Like, mm-hmm. like d- d- people are, will, people will, 50 years from now, who were alive during this time will remember these movies. That, that should count for something. It shouldn't just be a, like, we can't reward them because they're comic book movies. Well, they were, they, they made comic book movies, everybody movies. And that's an amazing feat. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. I, um, uh, the, when they didn't reward those movies, I was just like, because those aren't even black movies; those are just movies with everybody. I was just like, yeah, it, it's they're just whack for that. But I've never respected the Oscars in that way. I respect what they can mean for people's careers, but I just don't trust it because even when black people do win those awards, you look at their careers afterwards, and many times it still doesn't do anything for them. Not not in the way that catapults them to stardom. So it's it's really more about like white people's acceptableness of other white folks though even the way this woman got in without quote unquote um going through the right campaigning you know with her social campaign it once we started talking about it in detail and you break it down it's like oh it's just other white people that had power took a liking to her and what determines who takes a liking to who i don't think it's an overt thing of race where they walk in and go i'm gonna help only a white woman but I think when you go out of your personal way and you look up and it's all for a white woman, <laughs> you should examine why has that never happened in the hundred years of the Oscars before for anybody but this white woman. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. And and the, the thing that really I guess the thing that really bothers me and not to cash this thing again about Marvel is the fact that I think in my opinion, I think that once uh Super superstars started taking Marvel movies seriously and signing up for them and actually really acting and performing. They got to the fact where they was like, "Well, shit, we got to acknowledge them." Because before they could just say comic book movies and kind of just quote unquote dismiss it, but once it started being like, "Yeah, we got people that like win awards, our awards, and these other genre of movies actually going over here to Marvel and actually fucking performing," we quote unquote we got to acknowledge them for something. You know, but their acknowledgement, and I'm not knocking it, what irritates me, their acknowledgement be for the other stuff, which they need to be acknowledged for the other stuff, too. Yes, they do need to be acknowledged 
for makeup and 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 um costumes and all that stuff too but they also need to be acknowledged for the performance that people give which actually the reason why you see that makeup is because of the person performing the reason why you see the clothes is because of the person performing and everybody did their motherfucking job so everybody should get acknowledged for the work that they put into it but it's like yeah we'll acknowledge the makeup crew and the costume crew but we won't acknowledge the person that made their shit pop we won't acknowledge that person that's where that's where my frustration comes in yeah it's a special effects maybe stuff like that sound right. but yes yeah, they try not to give them the acting awards because they feel like they're above that and I, I just i guess my whole life i felt like so much of this shit is coded in like whiteness and what white people like and then there's no questioning of it but my whole life i question these things you know so um when I look at the Academy and people are like, this is Oscar bait, but it's always the same kind of fucking movie. Why is that the only kind of movie for a hundred years? You know, and why is that? Why are we never tired of that? You know, we're tired. You know, we get tired of the action movie. We get tired of it. But meanwhile, like you're going to tell me the Dark Knight wasn't the best movie of that year. Like that to me, that's crazy because everyone I know gonna talk about that forever and it's it's an iconic moment in history and yet y'all too good to be like yeah this was the best movie like we you can nominate you can wink at it but you'll never say the truth which is that everyone sitting there knows that was the best fucking movie but y'all just don't do that so we can't talk about it right and it's also one of those things to where and this is just my thing it's a jerk off fest as far as these are the movies that we watched. We actually don't give a fuck about the population in mass. So if we say this movie that only we saw was the best, y'all just got to believe what we say about it. And fuck that everybody named mama went to go see that shit. We don't well, care about the general public. I think you're giving them too much credit to say they watched it. They don't watch all these movies. Like that's, that's true. That's, that's, the whole, many of them. that's the whole point of the whole campaigning thing and shit. And once you add in streaming now, it's no way they watch all the movies. So at that point, it's about knowing people. Uh, it's about who you don't like. Um, it's about what cultures you don't relate to. It's about a bunch of shit. But they're not watching all these fucking movies. They've said it before. Um, but Mill also said, I forgot to mention Jason Whitlock is my previous comment. Or should I say my previous coon mint. These coon puns were fabulous. That dude is coonerific. And I coon classed, if you will, a mill. Uh, Heavyweight says the Beyonce critique originated from one Bev Jack Jackson, the co-founder of the British advocacy group LGB Alliance. Then newsfeed picked up on it and everyone started responding to the headline and it seems a much bigger issue than the reality. The same thing happened last week with Aretha Franklin's natural woman. We ended up with people dunking on upset people that don't exist. Uh, you know, that's interesting because... I definitely felt that with the Beyonce thing where no, I didn't think there was a large contingent of people that were upset. Now, were there some people that was upset? Of course, it's the Internet and there's millions of people on it. So you can always find some people. Right. I just don't think it's a big group of people. Um, and then with the natural woman thing, what was interesting is that it was like people trying to turn it into transphobia. But from like 20 like how however old that fucking song is you know like like 1968 she was trying to say to erase trans women from the from the from the narrative and i was like now y'all know she wasn't whoever if she even wrote that but whoever the fuck wrote that you know they that wasn't what they was writing about you know that wasn't but it's 2023 let's go ahead kind of take it out of context start a fight or say that there are some people that, that are upset by it and then be like, look at all these mad liberals or whatever. And, and it is fucking corny. And, and, I, and I just don't even participate in this shit. And you make, I agree. Some of these people you make up, is like, who are these people that are just so angry and so upset? Like one person, like, I, I don't get it. Yeah, or just, you know, well, there are people who are upset. I'm not trying to act like they're not because they clearly are. Um... I don't even know how many times, like, you you can see people quote tweeting them. Like, it just don't be that many people, in my opinion. Okay. Like, you be taking, like, it's like four people and then going, this represents all these people. And, and then people start using these big-ass swings 
that that have all these groups grouped together and shit and it just ends up coming like a hate fest and it's terrible um you know like so let's say there was a person that was like listen we don't like that beyonce did that i'm gay and then people go wow gay people hate beyonce ain't that some bullshit that's what happens and people spend all day fighting about you know bullshit the ones that i've been seeing lately and black twitter files for this every time and it's sad because it's all gender war shit but the people that put out the fake scenarios on tiktok that are made to look real and then they post them to to like it gets posted on twitter or something and people just fight about it all day like you know the mcdonald's one with the kids and that, that okay was i see i see what you're saying yes 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 the newest one is uh that i saw was a woman goes on a date and the man orders for her and talks like very condescending to the waitress and her and then they posted online like and then of course everyone's like this is how men be these nice guys da 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 it's a husband and wife couple and they faked it wow yeah and but but right. people really argue all day about emotions it. yeah yeah it's I, people just like to fucking argue about it and if and mm-hmm. and what's funny is that they're so delusional that when you say some shit like, um, th- I don't think this is real or y'all should check that, they get mad at you for not falling for the delusion. They spent more time yelling at people and being like, you're saying it's not real when people do stuff like this. And we're like, no, I'm saying this video seems to be fake. Fake, right. And and so, yeah, you see a lot of, a lot of arguing. Uh, about yeah, the, go, the thing that you are arguing about i didn't say this shit don't exist i said this thing that you are fighting about might not be real do your research yeah so it's just you know once i realized that's what people were doing i just kind of tapped out i don't trust any of the shit anymore nope. um he says in the kunye versus white lick uh even in his years-long anti-black phase kunye will still appeal to blackness when he feels he, he needs some people on his side. I think if Jason White Whitlock was choking and a black person uh, tried to give him the Heimlich, he'd use his dying breath to call the police on them. Oh, no. Uh, Mwangangi says, my job is trying to fix people. My life is imposter syndrome. I don't know how you feel confident enough to just know you're going to get the desired medical outcome. When I complete a procedure, I'm waiting to see if they if the patient responds close enough to the human baseline because if they don't all i got left is a handful of possibilities yeah we'll never tell a patient that we definitely don't want to hear that shit that's scary as hell your doctor out here on vibes um the (laughs) we got comment one comment on youtube i bought a ticket because this is the episode we have brandon collins and so someone's going to drunk black history yay we love to see it um the poll was, have you ever had imposter syndrome? 68% of people said yes. 16% of people said no. And 16% of people said, I'm not sure if I'm qualified to answer this question, which adds you to the yes, pal. That was a trick, everybody. That was a trick. <laughs> I have. Uh, 73% um, yes, 19% no, 8% not sure if they're qualified. So they go to the yes, pal. Um, that's over on Spotify. Uh, we got comments. You can't free Britney and call the cops on her. Uh, Yamanti says Jason Whitlock is King Kunta. Uh, bitch, where was you when I was cooning? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> now I'm out here shucking. Got the whole world spooning King Kunta. Everybody want to. Everybody want to put the chains on. Right, anyway, um, oh, Keisha no. said. When you eating ribs, what's the ribs? <laughs> ribs, you eat them on TV. TV. <laughs> you can smell them when I'm. Oh, all right, I'm, let me stop. Uh, Kisha says, <laughs> "Sorry, you can. <laughs> Sorry, you can. You wouldn't be me." Uh, also, how they know her address? That's fucking scary. Uh, as a K-pop fan, I know I can't judge folks' parasocial relationships, but this is just outlandish. Yeah, I don't, I'll never. I'm not gonna front i'm never gonna get the the k-pop thing it it just is and it's not even that i can't get into the music or i don't like those the kids that do it or something oh the music goes yeah i'm just never gonna get into the hypocrisy it's just it's gonna always bother me mm-hmm. until those motherfuckers let uh aquafina live 
Come on. I'm a, I'm a always look at y'all sideways as fuck. Right. Yeah. It's like, fuck oh, I so we could uh, we could BTS. Come on. We could culturally appropriate the men's and shit, but but nah nah, fuck that shit. Uh Roger says, iconic, really, Rod? Yes, really. And uh apparently that's exactly what TikTok said because they took the video down. Um I gotta, ah. gotta find out, gotta ask JL Covan what the rules are over there. He he'll know. Um the last episode of the week is the chicken plug. Um, we had six comments. Uh, oh, seven. Oh, it's growing. It's growing, everyone. Um, Appia says, this is how nice Karen is. You get unsweet tea. Is a generally disapproving voice. As mean as she gets. <laughs> and for those of you who live down south, unsweet tea is an insult. People, you get somebody unsweet tea, they... They'll look at you like, like you done gave them some bad food. They'll be like, the fuck is this nasty shit? Jamel says, please, 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 Ryder Karen, please consider making this new whenever you feel like it's segment. I cry laughing. I love every chicken-related story y'all do. Shout out to the chicken police. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't, wouldn't even call it a segment. I mean, you know, I had to figure out. Start, I guess, uh, curating chicken stories. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Brooklyn Shoe Babe says, Imagine if those two school lunch ladies worked together. The weed and wings truck flames. <laughs> yes. Listen, come to New York. You can sell weed here. So then you can just do like the weed and wings uh, food truck in Times Square. Be the longest line on the block. Come on. Apia says, Business people love to quote civil rights icons. On a video conference, a person in my company made three months, maybe three months ago, quoted Nelson Mandela and his fight for freedom as motivation to work harder. Something like never give up. The good thing she ate it. Uh, he ate it hard. Uh, people called him out and told him it was disgusting to compare Mandela's situation to management wanting us to work even harder. Yeah. Right. It would be funny if he did it in like the Mandela accent and shit. <laughs> we must work harder. And it was like, what is this white man doing? Uh, no sir uh, steady steady do you, you, you what uh, are we going to jail like right. let us know what's happening is management getting locked up like multiple people said something i also agreed and said no i'm not a fan of quotes anyway in this situation especially well that's yeah i don't like that either i think that's weird um and it's so weird because leadership classes and stuff are like quote people and stuff and it's like i mean quote them if it's appropriate but like i'm not impressed by you using martin luther king to ever to tell me you laying me off that's not like you know what i'm saying like that's not even an appropriate yeah, quote I, i'm not trying to uh get fired and you be like free at last free at last thank god you are free at last from this job ma'am ma'am no this is not the time to be quote martin luther king you got some free time at last mm-hmm. <laughs> i be may like, not make it to that parking lot with you Oh, <laughs> um, but Mill says, hey, Rod and Karen, when you were discussing the fallen birth rates in Japan, you alluded to the possibility of the one child policy contributing to that. No, that was Karen that, that said that. Don't, that was don't me. put me in that. Don't put me in that because I know the difference between China, Japan and all these other countries and Karen be out here freestyling. OK, that was me. I was I think I might have been wrong, but that was me. Yeah, I I. I, I don't know how many times I've stopped the show to be like that. I don't think that's the right thing. Please. <laughs> not correct. We're going to get letters. And this is why I do it, by the way. Did you see what happened when I don't do it? Somebody got to write in and fucking give us the, the lowdown and shit. And I don't like these educational segments of them being real. I, I prefer to just keep it moving. But now we got to do this whole fucking thing. The one-child policy was actually a law in China that was put into place to curb population decades ago. It was since repeated maybe in the 90s, but China's current birth rates have not kept up kept up with deaths, so they are facing a, a population decline as well. For Japan, the traditional culture was very male-centric, and as women have gained more autonomy over the years, they have delayed or opted out of having children more and more. In the guest array section, that STD story was from the darkest timeline. Yikes. Sean says, us listeners in Japan are used to Rod and Karen confusing Japan, Korea, China, and basically any other Asian country. First of all, Sean, suck my dick. That's not true. Uh, <laughs> Rod be on it now. Karen, now you y'all just you. trying to throw me up in it to be oh, nice yeah, to Karen? Yeah, yeah, Keep me out of this Rod. shit. Don't be putting Rod underneath the bus. That be me. Keep me out of this shit, okay? 
<laughs> trying to throw trying to throw me well, under I mean, the bus you know like the you know? and many times I try to be like Karen's a loose cannon you know how to pronounce them don't ask me no I'm over here like Karen's a loose cannon y'all just oh she's adorable the worst thing she say is sweet tea um, I had a long post but it's too much info that most people won't find that interesting so basically it's compl- complicated and there are lots of social and government policies that make it very unappealing to have children well I appreciate the self edit to be honest because you're right we wasn't we we don't want to read the book report so thank you that was you know what we stand we we stand a self-edit okay we we, i appreciate a a cute little two paragraphs and just a hat tip to like i could have schooled y'all but i'm not gonna do that because nobody came here for that so thank you uh but mill says hey karen and rod when you were discussing the fallen birth rates in japan you alluded to the possibility oh wait i'm sorry that's the wrong one mongongi says I'm not ever going to put line for false moral high ground past conservatives of any color, but white liberals are going too hard on any black person they disapprove of. They always get to the edge of racism and then trip right the fuck over. And I think he's talking about the poll, which is, do you believe these black conservatives are telling the truth about being harassed? Where they said they got Uncle Tom cabin book. The other one said he went to a, what did he say? He went to a restaurant and he was expressing his conservative views and the place kicked him out. Uh, he didn't happen to say what the views were or any, wow. any details, but okay. Um, anyway, uh, let's do the polls first. 93% say no, they don't believe them. 7% say yes, they do. And then on Spotify, 14% actually believe them, which is double um, from what we have on the site. And 86% think they were lying. Um, comments on YouTube. Uh, we got E Shix B who says I had to come on here and get this update real quick about the COVID test. If you have health insurance, you can go to whatever pharmacy you that fills your prescriptions, and you can get up to eight free COVID tests per person per month. Go, we go to either Sam's, Walmart, or CVS to get them filled. Just ask the pharmacist; they can help you out. My mom. My mom says the cafeteria worker workers started Drunk Black History Month early. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they did. Selling edibles to the kids. Oh my goodness, I know. Um, and then lastly, the Q and A for Spotify is chicken, 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 chicken. And we got four people that left comments. Myra says, Karen telling the black conservative he gets unsweet tea. He had me in tears. What an iconic joke. Rachel says, once that bird gets a hold of a person, there's no telling how far they'll go. Uh, Keisha says, I love some chicken from Popeye's. Yeah, I do. And they love us back. Uh, Raphael says, where was that Miss Lindell woman ordering chicken wings from? That place is guilty of making so delicious wings that you commit a crime. Fuck the kids. Free Lindell. I got T-shirts for sale. Let's free her. And call the cops to her house if she's not going to (laughs) be, if she's not around, right? All right. Uh, let's slide on over to uh, do some uh, voicemails. All right, voicemail line is seven zero four. Five five seven zero one eight six. You can leave voicemails. Make sure they're two minutes or less, so you will get cut off. The we got one from Rachel. Hi, Rod and Karen. This is Rachel from Missouri. Um, I was just listening to the feedback episode, and on the twenty ninth, I believe, and you're talking about your visits to art museums and other museums, and you're cracking me up so hard. Um, and as a person who took a lot of art history and studied some architecture and loves big rocks, Stonehenge style, I'd love to go to museums. I will spend hours and hours in there. I will take 100 pictures, mm. or if not more. But I do know the older I've gotten, if I don't like something or if it doesn't speak to me or if it grosses me out or whatever it is, I just walk away. Like, mm. I don't feel the need to stay in there for a certain amount of time like some other people do and I'm sure that a lot of them really enjoy it but mm-hmm. 
there's definitely some pretension going on. People thinking, oh, I got to stand here and contemplate the universe with this tooth. <laughs> um, but I do know that in my family, I am the person who will stand there longest, generally mm. speaking, and like really get up close and study things. And sometimes the guards will come up and be like, ma'am, you need to step back. You're too close. <laughs> um, anyway, I love you guys. Thank you so much. Thanks for all the laughs. Aww. Thank you, Rachel. Oh, thank you very, very much. Yeah, my thing is always just, it will never have a definitive answer, right? But this is just the way I'm thinking about it. I just think we can't separate ourselves from the social pressure of how we've been told to consume this art in the museum and how we're supposed to behave. And I think, <clears throat> I think, um, there's an inner monologue that's like you're doing it wrong if you do it the way I want to do it. Like if I go in there, I walk right by everything just to see the one thing I want and be like, all right, I'm out like this. Okay. Like I don't I don't care in the way like I need to take this in. I just need to. OK, I'm going to sit on this bench and just stare at the wall for an appropriate amount of seconds or, you know, I and, and like and the reason I think it's a social pressure thing is. You can see when people stop at certain ones, everyone stops at those to be like, yes, oh, mm, mm, it's happening. We all understand what is happening in this moment with this artist speaking to us all. Well, I'm like, nigga, you know you stopped because it would have felt weird to walk by a group of people who think this shit is dope and be like, excuse me, I'm moving on to the click like balls. Those look cool to me. Um, <laughs> so I just think, it's not it's not a thing for me but i but at the same time i'm not trying to yuck people's yum i just it's it's a funny thought to me that i think is rooted in some level of truth is you can't divorce museums from peer pressure you just can't it's just too much shit we've been conditioned to to be like you're like you're the stupid one if you're the one who walks by all this shit not impressed because this is a place of impressive things and so you not being impressed means you're the dumbass. And so I think yeah, the, people don't want to do that. Then you go down the rabbit hole. Who who determines what's impressive? And, and, yeah. and all, you know, you go down and people go, I don't want to think about that shit. So let me just stop at everything. Yeah. You just don't want to look stupid. You know, it's like why it's like whoever the fuck first invented the, the tie or some shit. You know, it's, it's like everybody's like, oh, I guess we wear suits and ties now. Cause you don't, you think you don't want to look stupid. But then if, if, if 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 you said well actually i like feeling comfortable and you know i have money and i do all this shit but i think it's i i like coming to to work in jogging pants and some some nikes and a t-shirt people people would be like god i wish i could do that but they won't admit it they'll they'll just keep wearing their suits to fit in i think that's the so that's kind of what museums feel like to me but anyway that's a huge tangent let's move into the emails we got one email and this is from Micah, who says, Greetings, Rod and Karen. This may be a shameless way to do it. I know y'all aren't actively reviewing the show, but what did y'all think about episode three of HBO's The Last of Us? How do you feel about what they chose to do with the Bill character? And as a whole, how are you enjoying the series thus far? Um, well, yeah, we're not reviewing it. Uh, we are watching it. I thoroughly enjoyed episode three. It's one of the most... Uh, it's one of the best episodes of TV I've seen in a in a while, and especially in that like kind of zombie genre, which you know the zombies are always an allegory for some shit. It's never like only the only true zombie show that I really think nailed the whole idea of zombies is Black Summer, and for some fucking reason I can't get anybody to goddamn watch that shit. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with people, but. Them fucking zombies was zombieing, dog. That shit hit different. Okay, that's all I'm gonna say. I don't know if it's still on Netflix or where you can watch it, but I'm telling you, it's only like fucking eight episodes a season. And the craziest thing I ever seen was that fucking twenty minute finale for season one, where it was like you couldn't even complain because it was all action. It was twenty minutes all killer, no filler. But anyway. So if you want, because, uh, you know, the complaint that you hear is like, these zombie shows are boring. They're not about zombies for real. It's about the people. It's like, yeah, nigga, because people are real, and that's what you hire actors to do. There's no such thing as a real a zombie show about the zombies. But um, <laughs> but the fucking, <laughs> but the fucking, 
this episode had a character from the com from the from the video games that we never get to see this way. And so they kind of retconned his story and showed him living a happy life. And I think for a lot of people, it's the fact that the thing that did it for them is the fact that this was a gay man um, who had been like a recluse, possibly closeted his whole life. And he found love in his zombie apocalypse. And I won't spoil the way he went out and all this stuff, but um, it's like a beautiful love story and tragic and somber, well acted, well um, written, and just like it's the, it's the it's the it's the one you submit to the to the Emmys. This is the one. Like I know they probably got like another six episodes to go, but I can't imagine they don't submit this shit to the Emmys. Um, and uh, that dude Offerman that played Bill is gonna fucking win something or something or get nominated for something. It's just amazing. It's amazing TV. Uh, so I loved it. I heard it got review bombed by people that are homophobic for the most part, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, is also just becoming like a very predictable thing now when you have any level of diversity and inclusion within a storyline, you got to deal with the fucking mm -hmm. dickheads mm -hmm. online. Women, LGBTQ. Yeah. You know, but, uh, it was beautiful. Um, the game is probably the best game narrative I've, I've ever played. Um, I was listening to uh, listen to Chew and A, and Keith Keith was on there saying how how good can it be? It came from a video game, and right. the the only thing I'll say ab about that is like to me, video games tell better stories than movies now. Yes, like, they do, and because, a lot of times, the the uh, what's frustrating to me, a lot of times people that create the movies, they uh, uh, to kind of marvel. A lot of them would look at like the content and be like, fuck that content. And that's what they would do with a lot of video games. They would, it's rare that you take a video game and just actually told you the story and be like, well, let's pull some shit off. They're like, no, nah, we could do it better. And a lot of times they suck. They suck really, really, well, really bad. So the thing is, I, so I, 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 I disagree a little bit in that I don't think video game storytelling was always good. It's really been a last five to ten years thing that it got this good. And mm -hmm. that there was a time when, um, you know, and, and that varying games are better at it and stuff. So if you spend all your time okay. playing like Destiny and Call of Duty, then, yeah, you think video game storytelling is stupid because those games don't really tell stories that in a cohesive narrative way. It's more about just getting you to hop online, play with your friends and shoot shit. But when you play like The Last of Us, a single player game that's immersive and trying to co and constantly telling a story in every single setting, that's different. And if you've never played that game, then of course you don't think video game stories are can be good. But in this case, it's taking the best video game story possibly ever and turning it to a TV show. And it's going to be great. And I, I think the first three episodes have been great. And um, I'm interested in it, you know. Um, but yeah, still at the at the core, still like a zombie game, zombie TV show. So everything that comes along with that trope is, you know, just part of it too. But anyway, I I, I loved it, and I'm gonna continue to watch it every Sunday night. But I'm also glad that we're not recapping it because I think recapping something where I know the beats to the game is just difficult to not get into spoiler territory or um be constantly explaining all the differences it's the same reason we don't read game of thrones books it just makes our reviews better when, when we don't know everything so that's why we're not doing it karen did you have anything to add i'm enjoying it uh i have not played the video game i watched roger playing in bits and pieces <clears throat> but i have never sat down and played it so for me everything is going to be new to me mm -hmm. so i've actually i'm enjoying the storyline uh you know it's some of the characters you heard you know i've heard of joel i've heard of ellie you know and shit like that it's certain things you know you've kind of heard of if you are tangentially around the video game and particularly if you have listened to people talk about the last of us and most people that have played it will rave about it shout out to chris lambert will tell you that it's the one of the greatest video games that they ever played of all times so yes i'm familiar with the word but no i don't know it like that so for me i'm going in blindly and uh i actually really um i enjoy the story that they're telling i don't have any problems with adapt at 
adaptation because I, you know, to me is it doesn't matter to me as somebody who does that have the background of that. Um, I like the building of the character and stuff like that. And, you know, uh, there are going to be some things that are going to be the same. There's going to be some things that are different. Like uh, we were the Walking Dead, but the Walking Dead comic and the Walking Dead uh, uh, TV show, completely different things. There might have been some th- some landmarks or certain things that you're like, oh, okay, but, you know, it's very different. I'm, I'm pretty sure it would not be surprising if they – possibly bring in characters or create characters that may not have even been in the video game and things like that because you, you know television is a completely different genre and you can do things like that like like roger said the the story with bill i don't think you get to see his life in this depth and they took it and be like well we're gonna you know put it upside down and put it on his head and tell you a completely different story with one of the characters uh that you interact with in the game so i'm 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 here for it i'm very excited uh, to see, you know, where we go uh, from here. Did we get any physical mail? No. Okay, cool. Well, hey, that's it. That's the feedback show. It was a short one. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, if you're listening live or you're listening to this on Saturday, we'll mm-hmm. be on uh, the Keith and the Girl Marathon uh, today. I believe we're on at 6. Um because uh, I think they taught us to get there 10 minutes early to do the behind yeah, the scenes. Yeah, 5.40 or something right there. Okay, 5.40. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll be on around 5.45, 6 o'clock. Uh, KATG.com slash marathon <clears throat> is where you can find every, all the information about it. I'll put it in the yeah. show notes for y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, use the hashtag KATG-a-thon, K-A-T-G-a-thon. Um, if, if you tune in and check us out live and you want some extra riding Karen today. Uh, all right, y'all, that's it for me. And uh, we'll, we may be back tomorrow. I know Karen's got a basketball game, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going what with time? your daddy to the Hornets game. Is that one? So I'll be okay. done about, you know, three. So if you want to do something later yeah. on in the night. You yeah. may or may not get a show from us tomorrow. And that's going to be all right. All right, we'll mm-hmm. talk to you. <laughs> I mean, listen, uh, some of us are over here writing hit late night TV shows, okay? It's, it's a lot going on. <laughs> We doing marathons. We doing Keith and the girl yeah, recaps. Got a busy weekend. It's, it's a lot going on, and some of the time we want to spend to ourselves. So, all right, y'all. We'll talk to y'all soon. Until then, I love you. I love you too. Mwah. Mwah.